Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Man, if this is your first time, let me know in the comments that this is your first time here, first time listening. Maybe you just happened to find me, you stumbled upon me, or someone told you about the podcast episode. Let me know how you found me. I would love to know in the comments if you're watching me on YouTube. If you are listening to me on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, there is going to be a link in the show notes where you can... Um, click it and do a quick survey. Tell me how I'm doing. What is it that you will, um, topics you would love to hear on, or even is there something else I can offer you to help you better take care of your soul? Um, along with the podcast, um, I am just hearing from God in this space, waiting patiently, but I also want to hear from those who have been listening, um, for these last two years, or maybe if it's been these last two weeks, what is it that your soul longs for? What is it that your soul needs? Um, I, my heart is to help you care for your soul, help you heal in areas that you may be afraid to address or that you haven't addressed. And you thought that, Hey, I would all, i felt like I, I would always be like this. And I really didn't think there was another version of me that I'll be able to see, but I truly want to be whole. I want to be healed. There's some things that have happened and I kind of just let life cover it up and stuff it down. And I just kind of gave up on being anything other than what I am right now. Um, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what your background is, but I know that God wants you to live a life that is um, more abundant and he wants you to have a life that's abundant in everything and he cares about your soul he cares about your soul he wants everything in your life to prosper just as your soul is prospering so a lot of times the things on the outside of us it may look like it's prospering or maybe it doesn't look like it's prospering but i'm here to tell you if your soul is prospering, it can look even better. Your life can look even better. You're able to enjoy life. You're able to enjoy that massage, getting your nails done, spending time with your husband, spending time with your kids. You're able to enjoy moments of just driving down um, the highway um, because you are so full of God. You are healthy. Your mindset, the way you think towards yourself, the way you think about your life um, is now is a aligned with um, God's word. Think on things that are true, that are holy, that are pure, that are worthy to be loved. You're, you're, God wants you in a place where you have 
um, you are taking control of the things um, that's coming in your mind, not allowing it to um, reside there, live there. But you know who you are. You know how to discern the enemy's voice and his tactics. Um, God wants you whole. He wants you thriving. He doesn't want you surviving day by day, hurting and um, and not healed. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be set free um, because he, he already brought his son here to do that for us. Um, it's just a place of where we have to believe and be willing to do what God is calling us to do. And so right now, I, I love to start the beginning of every podcast episode with what I believe God is always requiring us to do. And that's to be honest, be honest with ourselves, be honest with our souls and to check in with where, where are we? Where are you? How is your life going? How are you feeling? How are you feeling about God? I just want to ask that today. I know usually when we check in with our souls, like how are we doing, but how are you and God doing? How's that relationship there? Do you have a relationship of where you fear if you mess up or you do something wrong, God's going to hit the hammer down and say, you know, that's it. It's over. You messed up. And, you know, do you have that type of relationship? Do you have that type of perspective of God? Do you fear, do you, do you, do you fear that, Hey, if I'm not consistently showing up, serving, being in my word, doing all the things that I'm not good enough, where are you with God? How do you see God? Do you see him as father or you just simply see him as savior? Do you see him as Lord or do you see him as just the, just this God who cares about the big things and who doesn't care too much about the little things or little old me? What is your perspective of God? I'll tell you, that's a great place to start of where are you in your soul? Because that is also the very place that the enemy wants to separate us from. And I just want to tell someone right now in this moment that there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you have done. There's nothing you have said that can ever separate you from the love of God. God still loves you. And God is with you as much as you are with him. If we draw to him, he'll draw, he'll draw even closer to us. I mean, he's in you. He's living in you. His Holy Spirit is in you. If you have um, professed and, and confessed and believed that Jesus is Savior, he died, he rose again, guess what? You instantly have Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Whether you feel him, hear him or not, he is there. So God is with you and in you. But I know the connection of hearing God. And sometimes feeling God, um, it can feel far, it can feel distant. And I just want to combat whatever lie or anything that the enemy tried to put in your mind to think that because you did this and because you didn't do that, or because you didn't show up like this, you know, he'll try to put things in our minds that now we're separated from God. And that is a lie. Nothing will ever separate you from the love of God. Take this moment pause this video, come back or at the very end of it, make time in your hiding place with God to sit and be honest with where am I with God? This is how I see you, God. This is how I've been feeling. 
And in that honesty, God will meet you right there. I pray that God speaks a word to your soul to help break up whatever lies, to break up whatever hardness, whatever may be sore and tender. I pray that his word um, softens, soothes, and sets you free. All right. So this month so far, we've been talking about a thankful soul, just being thankful, being grateful, um, looking to God and reflecting on just how good he is, what he, what he's already done, thanking God for just the life that we have. There's some things you don't have to pull all these big events that happened in your past, but just even right now, what is it that you can thank God for? I was just taking a walk with my um, son the other day. We're doing gratitude walks (laughs) where we walk outside and we find things to thank God for. And in this walk, we talk about all kinds of things, but it's also a time, it's time for us to connect and then to like bring it back to, okay, so we're talking about this. Okay. In this, what, what can you be thankful for? Um, a lot of times I notice how my, um, kid, he will, you know, ask for something that he wants, or maybe even complain about it more often than really reflecting on what he already has and being thankful for that. So I believe God led me to do this gratitude walk. It first started off as a walk and I was like, you know what, let's start thanking God for, for some things. And I believe he's starting to get into the habit and it's starting to come from more of a natural place. And um, I love just hearing the things that he pulls out of his heart to be thankful for. Um, and I'm so glad to be able to um, be able to parent him and show him all that he already has. And I believe God wants to do that with you this month. He wants you to reflect and see what you have right here, right in your hands, right in your household, right in your family, what he's already given you. How often do we stop and say, thank you, God. Thank you. I remember when you did this and I say, thank you. Um, I just, this quote just hit me. I don't think I've shared it at at all. Um, so I'm going to find this quote that I, um, I heard, um, I believe his name is Preston Morrison. He said, if you want God to do something new tomorrow, be sure to thank him first for what he did yesterday. I'm going to say it one more time. If you want God to do something new tomorrow, be sure to thank him first for what he did yesterday. We go to God, we ask him questions. We, 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 we tell him our doubts. We tell him our fears. We pour out to him. We, we tell him how we feel about him. And we're, we're wanting to see things change. We want, we're wanting to see the healing. We're wanting to see breakthroughs and we're confessing that God is going to do this. And his word says this, but I just want to ask you, are you also thanking him for what he already did? Um, in Philippians chapter four, verse six, verse six, I'm going to pull it up for you. It says, And I'm just reading the ESV version. It says, do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Meaning we, when it comes to worry, when it comes to um, being anxious, this word says, no, instead of being that we should be coming to God and telling him what it's talking to him um, and consistently with prayer. And it says with Thanksgiving, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, with Thanksgiving, meaning our requests has to be with Thanksgiving. When we come to God in everything, Thanksgiving should be involved when you're talking to God says with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god catch this part in verse 7 and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus when i read that verse um as many times as i have read it this time dealing with this thanksgiving and being thankful it just really jumped out at me that there's an equation here that when I talk to God through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, so prayer plus with thanks plus thanksgiving, it equals it will turn out and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts. So I'm just like, wow, I wonder how many of us are not experiencing the peace of God because we're just doing one part of this equation. We're just requesting. We're just axing, but we're not truly thinking on, but it, or saying like, you know what? I'm asking God for this. I'm asking God for wisdom on how to, um, you know, train my son to be thankful, to be grateful. I'm asking God for this because what I see before me is a lot of complaints and Lord, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I don't know what else to do. I, I, I'm telling him to be thankful. I'm showing him how to be thankful, but yet I still see this. We are, we can come to God with requests for wisdom, for the next step, for healing, um, for the things that we're, we're fearing. But it also says to do it with thanksgiving, meaning God, I need your wisdom on how to raise my kids. And I thank you that you have given me these kids, that you have entrusted me with their souls. I thank you for the wisdom that you've given me already to get them to this point. And so because of that, I recognize that you are the God who, who's going to lead me and show me in everything and all that they do. So I trust you, God. Thanksgiving it, 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 it keeps us in focus. It keeps us in a place of where the part that we're requesting is not out of lack because the Thanksgiving is here to remind us. And God, I thank you because I do have, this is just a request. So it keeps it, it keeps your, your prayer in, in harmony with God. It keeps your soul in, in line with who God is and not just on what I need. If we continuously stay in a place of what I need, give me, give me, give me, 
then we can't really experience the peace of God because then it will always be contingent on hearing an answer from God, seeing God move or him do something miraculous. But when we thank him, we're saying, you you know what? I realize where I'm at. I realize the place um, where I, I, I'm needing something from God, but I also realize I have what I need. I also realize that God, he's been supplying my need. It keeps us in line with God. Thanksgiving is so very important. And um, I'm just noticing how it's affecting my life. It affects my mood. It affects how I show up. Um, It affects even the places where I normally would not thank God, um, but where I'm choosing to thank him, where I, I feel and I experience the peace of God. I, I feel my soul where the feelings are high and intense. I feel it coming down. I feel it to where the, where it was hard to hear God over it. Now I can, because Thanksgiving, it think my thankfulness, my Thanksgiving it keep is keeping me in line with him. And so I just, I, I really encourage you wherever you're sitting at in your life today, be sure to thank God continuously, not just in the beginning of your prayer and, and, and not just when you, you've seen God do something or you've seen something happen or you've gotten on the other end, thank him throughout your life. Thank him daily. When you think of God's goodness, think, think of his goodness um, more often and thank him for it. The thing that you're requesting or you're asking for in it, thank him. The, today I was at work and I'm going to tell you, I've been so busy at work. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, usually you have the seasons where you're busy and then it, it, it smooths out for a little bit. Then you're busy again. And lately it's just been busy, 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 which is great. Um, but I'm like the, today I was really feeling it and I was doing everything in my might to keep from complaining, but I requested, I still in it. I still ask God <laughs> for relief. I ask God for, um, I asked him for something personal with my job and in it, I still thank them for the job. I thank him for the business that I'm getting. I thank him for providing for me financially through this job. There, there's so many things that I can be thankful for over the one thing that I requested. Um, God hears your requests and he honors your Thanksgiving. Okay. So for today, I'm seeking God and I'm asking, what do you want me to talk about? And I believe um, one thing we got to address when we talk about Thanksgiving, again, it's not just for the beginning and end of your prayers, but it's a way of life. It's a, it's a posture of how we ought to live. Um, We are worshipers. That's who we are. We were created to worship God and bring glory to him. Um, And, Sometimes we face battles. Sometimes we face things that are hard to face that we don't want to face. But one thing that I'm realizing in, um, in difficulty is sometimes I will, um, forget how God has already won things and done things for me. And so when we choose to thank him and praise him, um, 
and the things that we are facing that is hard and in our trials and our troubles, when we choose to thank and praise him, we can't forget. It's our Thanksgiving reminds us of God's sovereignty, God's faithfulness, who God is. When we, when we don't choose to thank him, it'll cause us to feel like we're alone and we're the one who have to face the battle by itself. But when I choose to thank God for the battles that he's already won for me, the victories that I've seen, the places where I, I've, I've seen breakthroughs, the places where I've seen healing, where I've seen change, where I've seen him come through, where I trusted him and waited and saw what he did. When I, when I choose to thank him for that, I'm reminded that it, God got this. It's not just on me. God has this and he has me. So I don't have to worry and I don't have to fret. God's going to fight this battle for me. And so one of the things that, one of the stories that um, I've read in the past and I, I, I um, want to read it again because I just so love this story about Jehoshaphat. Um, he was the king of, of Judah. And so um, just to give you a real quick um, background on what I'm about to read, I'm going to pull it up. I'm just going to read a little bit of Second Chronicles um, in chapter chapter 20 here. I'm just going to pull it up real quick. Well, second Chronicles chapter 20 here. Um, some men came to Jehoshaphat again. He's a King of Judah and they pretty much told him, Hey, there's a great multitude coming from this place called Edom and they're, they're coming really, I guess, to attack them. Right. And so in verse three, it says that then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. You know, immediately when Jehoshaphat feels fear, it said he set his face to seek the Lord. You know, when we when we are trained to um, go to God right when we feel fear, that tells me that there have been other scenarios or other things that has happened for you to be able to, I feel fear, I know to go to God, right? We all didn't start off like that, okay? We, when we have probably normally have felt fear and have ran, have felt fear and tried to figure things out on our own, like, let me try to figure out how I can work this out so I don't get in the mix or I, so I don't get hurt. Um, we usually, and uh, when we're, we were, when we are in our flesh and when we are, when we were um, not in relationship with God, fear could cause a totally different response. And I know I'm not alone here. Um, fear a lot causes me to hide to not speak up, to be quiet, to shelter back, to let someone else do it. <laughs> and um, here, Jehoshaphat, fear, it says he felt fear and he, um, excuse me, set his face to seek the Lord. So I thought that was something. And so if you drop down to verse six, um, after he's praying to God, here, the God, God answers 
And, and here, he, this is some of his prayer, I'm sorry, to God. He says, oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Are you not God? Um, are you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might so that none is able to withstand you. Let's start right there. Jehoshaphat is recalling who God is and he's telling God who he is. He feels, he feels fear. Let's not forget that there's about to be an attack on him and his people. He feels threatened. He feels fear, but he turns to God and, and acknowledges God. He's honoring God. He's acknowledging him. He said, no, but are you not? He said, you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Like you have all the power. You have all the not might. Note that none, so that none is able to withstand you. Here, Jehoshaphat is saying, "Listen, I know my soul feels afraid, but I recognize who God is. Right? I recognize who you are, and I know truth. Fear is telling me this, but my past experience with you and who you are—that's truth." And so, verse seven, he says, "Did you not?" Our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. He's telling God, he's recalling, okay, now you brought us out of this. And verse eight, and they have lived in it and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine we will stand before this house and before you for your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. So he's just going back and reminding, reminding God, but I believe too is reminding himself of what he's already done, what God has already said. And, and I just thought that that is so such a, a great template for us to follow um, when we feel, when there are things that we know we have to face, we don't want to face it. When we feel fear, when we feel attacked, when we feel threatened in any way to turn our face to God, rem- acknowledge who he is, recall the things that you, that, that you remember that he has done before. Like we can go straight into asking God, help me <laughs> and fight this for me and, and defeat this for me. But it's something interesting that Jehoshaphat started with acknowledging who God is and this is what you've done in the past. And so my sisters, I just say, whatever you're facing today, whatever battle that's before you, and maybe you just got out of one and maybe there's one just um, that you're about to face right now or that you're in the middle of, remind yourself of who God is and what he's already done. Sometimes we literally have to think about it, but something I, I, um, and I have not been as good as doing this, but I remember Priscilla Shire said she gets a note. She has this special notebook that she used specifically for things that, um, God has done things she's prayed for and where God has came through and she writes it down. Why? Because we, we can forget. We easily forget. And, Sometimes when we're facing something else to just pull up that notebook and say, you know what, God, you did this. 
when you told me to wait seven days for this, God, I, I obeyed and I saw how you broke down all these walls when this happened. And I'm telling you, this is something personal, what God did for me. I mean, God has a record. He has a history and we're the ones who have to recall it. God didn't forget. <laughs> I mean, God, he's telling God this and God didn't forget, but it's something to say it out loud. And to pray it, especially when you're in something to say, God, no, I know that you've done this. I know that nothing can stand against you. I know you're able to defeat this army because you're, you're more, you're more powerful and you have all the might in the world. So I love what Jehoshaphat was saying right here. And, um, before we go down, but let, well, let's go down further because, um, he pretty much after this, um, God speaks to a man in the crowd and he speaks to, um, he speaks on behalf of God to, um, the people of Judah, as well as Jehoshaphat and pretty much tells them, Hey, y'all got to go and face this battle. All right. But, but not to worry because God's going to, he's going to defeat them. He's going to win. Right. And so they end up getting up early next morning and well, Jehoshaphat could tell that um that the people were scared okay they were scared they're about to go and face face these people and they were scared and so here this is what this is what um Jehoshaphat says uh when he when he sees the people I'm gonna start at um I'm gonna start at verse 20 it says and they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were, who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in the holy attire as they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. So Jehoshaphat encourages um, the people, encourages this army saying to believe first, believe in the Lord, your God, believe in what he said and what he spoke. And he, he, okay, so he has an army, but he decides to put worshipers in front of this army. He decides to have people sing in front of the army as they're marching. And I'm, I'm assuming marching or going to say they were to sing to the Lord and praise him. And the song that they were singing was give thanks to the Lord. For his steadfast love endures forever. Here, we're about to face something. Even when I'm about to face something that I know in me is, is, is I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to face this. But I've gotten a, a, a word from the Lord. So what, what here, what God, what um, Jehoshaphat is led to do is to sing to God. And not only just am I, are we singing to him, but we're giving thanks because his love remains forever. I'm giving thanks while I'm about to go through something. Yes, 
See, God wants us to have a perspective of thanksgiving is not just for after the battle. We ought to be thankful in all circumstances, in everything that we do. And thanksgiving encourages us. It lifts our soul. It reminds us of who God is. See, fear is reminding you and telling you of what can happen in the future, what there is to worry and to be anxious of, what harm might come to you. But our thanksgiving, it allows the peace of God to rest on you because it's reminding you, but this is who God is. Our God is faithful. Our God loves us. And that love and that faithfulness endures forever, meaning it's not going to stop right now because of what I'm facing. So my, I'm, I'm, I'm the songs that I'm singing, the thanks that I'm giving is helping me yield my soul to face what I'm supposed to face because that is our posture. That's what I put here. I put our posture for the battle is to believe and to praise him and for God is to fight it. So whatever you're backing up and fearing and not wanting to face, what we're going to do, we're going to do Philippians 4 and 6. We're going to bring those requests to God because his word says not to be anxious for anything, but instead through prayer with thanksgiving, we're going to make our request known to God. So you're going to, you're going to ask him, you're going to ask him for what you want to see. And in it, you're going to thank him for who he is and what he's already done. And I, I, I dare you to continue to sing to him throughout your days. There's a song that says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Yes, he is good. Sing a song of thanks to God. Find a song that's about thanking God and recognizing who he is, how he made a way. Whatever song that you can find that's about giving honor to God because of what he's done and because of who he is, that's what needs to be playing in your ears so it can get down into your soul so you can believe it and so you can see it. God doesn't want you to run away from something that you never even had to fight in the first place. Our posture is to believe and to thank him and to praise him. Amen. So. Um, that's really all that I have for you today. I, I, I put a couple of more notes here that, you know, our Thanksgiving is a sign of faith. It's a sign that you're choosing to believe without even seeing it. And I just pray, um, for those who have been believing it and you're still believing, you're still asking to just add your thanks to it. Thank him for who he is. Thank him for what he's done. I believe when you choose to lift up the name of the Lord, your soul will get into a place of where you can experience the peace of God, where you can rest and actually be okay. God wants you to be okay. He wants you to be at rest. He knows it's a battle. He knows it's something serious, but he, he also knows that he's already won it, that he's victorious. It's how we go through the battle, how we go through life. We can go through complaining. We could go through fearing. We can go through miserable, worried, and anxious. But that's not the life that God called you to. He called you to a life um, that's abundant in peace. A life that is dependent on him. A life of thanksgiving. 
So I pray you got something out of this um, message, out of this episode. Um, if you did, share this with someone. Someone else maybe needs to hear that, hey, I'm in this, but I need to I need to be thanking God. This is this is the this is the part of the equation that I'm missing from experiencing God's peace is the thanksgiving. I've been requesting, I've been talking, I've been pouring, but I have not been thanking God for anything and I've been forgetting. I don't know if that's you or if it's someone you may know, but share it. You never know who may need to hear this message. All right. So we're going to end with my hiding place segment. Um, at the end of every episode, just want to give you a scripture to meditate on as well as, um, a song for you to have in your hiding place with God throughout this week, um, to listen to as well as some confessions for your soul. So the scripture I have today is from our, um, actually what we read today, second Chronicles chapter two, verse 21. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 21 and it says and when he had taken counsel with the people he appointed those who were to sing to the lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say give thanks to the lord for his steadfast love endures forever write the scripture down write down the words that come alive to you do it every single day seven days and i believe god's going to speak something new to you each and every day And the song for you for this week is More Than Able by Elevation Worship and Chandler Moore. Listen, this song has been on repeat over and over and over and over again because it reminds me of God's strength, his power and his might. He is more than able because of what he's already what I've already seen him do um, and who I know him to be. God is able and and we don't want to forget that. And this song just continuously reminds me of the God that we serve. There's a part in the song that says, God is more than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? He still can do it. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? Just because I haven't seen it in my lifetime, that doesn't mean he can't do. He can't do it. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do just because it's not on my resume or just because I don't have it doesn't mean he can't do it. Oh, who am I to deny what the Lord can do? He can still do miracles with nothing. All it takes is nothing. All it takes is nothing. He can still do a miracle. God can fight this battle. He can win this on his own. That's, that's him. God doesn't need anything to win a battle, but we, we need to lift our voices and sing and remind ourselves of who God is so that we can face the battle so that we can rise up to the plate and stand up like God, there is no battle to be won. If you, you're not going to even show up for it. If you're choosing to quit, if you're choosing to run away, if you're choosing to hide, God wants you to stand up and trust him and believe him and praise him while you're, while you're standing in front of the thing that you have to face. I'm here to tell you, my sister, you are victorious. You are a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are a worshiper. All right. So let's repeat these confessions for our soul. Um, I'll say them and you repeat them right after me. Okay. 
I will seek God in all that I do. I will not be afraid of what I have to face. I will remember God is fighting for me and he has already won battles for me. I am more than a conqueror. I am a worshiper. I will continue to think and praise God with my lips and my heart. God is more than able to win my battles for his steadfast love for me endures forever. Amen, amen, and amen. Everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, you want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.